everybody. Welcome to the Living Real Podcast. I'm Melanie Shaw, your host, as well as founder and editor-in-chief of Living Real Magazine. On the 10th of each month, I will get to introduce you to someone that I've met who has a sincere desire to live out their real faith in real life. Someone who doesn't mind sharing their struggles because they want to encourage us to stay the course. Someone who's overcome and can testify to the faithfulness of Almighty God. I'm so excited about each conversation that we're gonna have, and I pray God will use our words to bring glory to His Son, Jesus Christ. So are you ready? I know I am. Hello, everyone. Today, we are talking about the influence of a godly mom on the Living Real Podcast. You know, our moms have the capacity to love us in a way like no one else can. Their influence is very powerful in how we see the world around us, how we view ourselves, and most importantly, how we view God. Moms with a deep faith in Jesus Christ have access to a source that those without faith don't have, and that's the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. Understanding that relationship can make a world of difference in how we raise our children. In today's podcast, I want to dedicate to the memories of my mom, Janelle Cook, and my husband's mom, Dottie Shaw. Both women had significant um, influence and, and impact on the way in how we see the world around us, how we have grown in love with Jesus Christ, and how it has shaped us into the um, woman and the man that we are today, and especially as husband and wife. But you know, no mother is perfect, but there are some who seem to stand out and radiate the love of Jesus with uh, humility and a sweet grace above others. And uh, one of those today is my very good friend and sister in Christ, Laura Gopp. And I believe she stands out because of the influence that her mom, Miss Judy, had on her. I want to welcome Laura Gopp. We are talking about the influence of godly moms. And Laura, I have just looked so forward to having this conversation with you and um, especially being able to talk about you as a mom, but even more so about your own mom. And I know we have missed our monthly gatherings at Panera Bread, where we usually get to catch up, and how the COVID-19 has halted those, and I have so missed them. So this morning, I want to kind of pick up where we've left off and treat this as just one of our times together um, over some good food and some tea or water or coffee and um, pick up kind of where we left off and enjoy our conversation with one another. So welcome. Thank you so much, Melanie. And yes, I miss you terribly and um, our times together. And uh, jokingly from our husbands, it's normally a full day at Panera. So, um, but yes, looking forward to getting back together and, and uh, but glad that we can connect this way. This is great. Yes, yes. And, you know, we sometimes give technology a bad um run for its money and um, 
talk about the terrible things that it has influenced us with, but even God's people can use technology for His glory, and I'm very excited to be able to do that today. So... Um, so let's get started um, because sometimes our conversations run long and our running joke is that sometimes we're sitting and we finish our breakfast and it's lunchtime and we say, hey, you ready to order the next meal and let's keep the conversation going. But I promise we will not go that long today. So we will be good. It's the point. That's right. It's structured today. So. Um, first, I just want you to tell our audience a little bit about yourself. I know a lot about you, but I want you to sure. share some stuff about yourself. Sure. Well, one of the things that brought us together is just our love for Jesus Christ. Um, mm. So first and foremost, I, I just love the Lord. I um, am grateful for my relationship with him. Um, I became a Christian at a very young age, and so that has been such a vital part of my life. Um, but I'm also a, a wife to um, Dan Goff, my my man, Dan, my man. Uh, we've been married for almost 24 years. We have a beautiful daughter, Abigail, who's a teenager. Um, we live here uh, in the Irmo area outside of Columbia, and um, we love serving and worshiping with our Riverland Hills family. Um, that's our church, and um, currently I, I work at the South Carolina Baptist Convention of the direct, as the Director of Communications. So that's just a little bit about me right now, and um, yeah, I'm so grateful just for the opportunity today to talk a little bit more about my my amazing mother. <laughs> <laughs> and she definitely is an amazing mother. A couple of other things about you that I know, because of just the closeness of our friendship, but you are a breast cancer survivor, and you have actually written um, portions of your story in Living Rule Magazine, and I was just so honored that you would share that piece of your story with us, and people can go to livingrealmag.com and search your name as one of the, our writers and find that story, so I hope they will and, and read that portion. You're also... One of the most creative people I have ever met. Um, she's a wonderful, you know, just a wonderful photographer. Um, you just come up with such incredible ideas as to how to to touch people's hearts. And I think that was part of what drew me to you years and years ago when we first became friends. Um and I think that's why I need our monthly um, gatherings together is because <laughs> you speak life into me. And no matter the dreams that I bring to the table or um, disappointments or whatever I bring your way, you always have a way of encouraging me, um, building me up, and just giving me the confidence to move forward. And if it weren't for you, there wouldn't be a Living Real magazine, as I've told many, many people. So um, you were the catalyst that got that off the ground. And I just want to say thank you for that. And I love you, my friend. Oh, I love you too, Melanie. And what, what an incredible thing you just said. Um, because I, you know, sometimes you don't see the, the gifts in your own life. But all of those things you just said, which are so interesting, because you said encouraging and believing in you um, to do these things. Um, that is exactly what my mom did to me growing oh. up. Um, and it's so cool because um, in preparing,
preparing for our talk today, um, you had asked me even about three words about um, my mom and how I would describe her. And you just said those three words, which is so cool because my mom is so wise and she's such an encourager and she's so giving of herself and we used to joke, my kid, my uh, sister and I used to joke, if, if we ever lived up to what mom thought we could be in Christ, man, we'd be something, you know, <laughs> because she always saw things in us that we never saw in ourselves. And so I'm so grateful to hear you say that because it's just a tribute to her because you, um, just our times together and encouraging you. It's so exciting to see what God has done in and through you with the magazine and um, just our friendship. I I love that. I love that um, just to see God work, be alive and active in your friends' lives and in your family's life and um, to see those things come to fruition and to impact the kingdom, um, Mm. to impact lives for the sake of his glory um, and transforms transforms transform lives it's just so exciting to see how god is using you and just real stories through the magazine um that are moving people and um and kind of looking at themselves and saying you know what god's got a story for me too and he wants to use me in a mighty way he wants that for all of us so i'm so grateful for that so that's so cool that you just said that and then you know the root of all that is a mom who instilled those things in me you know yes exactly that is it's just so powerful. It is just so powerful. And I think the ingredient is the faith and being able to infuse, as I use a lot, infuse faith into everyday life. And if there's anybody that understands what everyday life is like, it's a mom. Um, and so I want you to share a little bit about how you grew up, you know, I know your story, but share a little bit with our audience about that. Sure. I um, Well, um, when I was six months old, um, my dad decided that um, he, he did not want a family. And so he left my mom with two small girls, um, a six-month-old and a two-year-old, um, to just do life you know, by herself. And, um, and so my mom is, is just the most amazing, um, uh, person I know. She immediately, um, during that time, uh, just cling to the Lord and just thought she knew I can't do this life alone. And the only way that she was going to survive is to cling to him. And so, um, I grew up, um, in the church, she immediately knew it's important for us to get involved in a church. Um, and we did have some uh, family close by. So I had uncles and aunts that were kind of nurturing us and encouraging us along the way when we were young. Um, but I would think the most vital part was that she got us involved in a church and wanted us to see godly um, marriages, godly men, godly um, families um, together and just have that role model around us and, um, and teaching us, instilling in us truths and, and scripture and value of, of having a relationship with the Lord and youth ministers that poured into us as we were growing up. And, um, and even what's really cool is um, being a part of that church brought um, an incredible um, man into my mom's life. And so um, a godly man that loved us, my sister and I, before he even uh, you know, had a relationship with my mom. And so my stepfather, Richard, 
um, and my mom met each other then when, when my sister and I were in the youth group. And so, um, and now he is still, um, there since married and, um, now, um, you know, my stepfather that has poured into my life along with my mom and, um, our relationships with the Lord. So it's been, um, the church has played such a vital role in, in raising us. Um, but I do remember, um, many, many times seeing my mom, um, as a single parent trying to make ends meet, you know, work hard, come Mm -hmm. home, um, serve us as her kids and then just be exhausted. I would see her so many times just walk by her bedroom and see her on her knees and just praying to God. And what that said to me as a child, I mean, I can even remember today just the peace that gave me as a child, knowing that mom is going to the Lord and we're going to be okay. Um, So she taught me how to do life with the Lord. And so, which is one of the greatest gifts. So um, I'm just so grateful um, for her witness, um, the way that she, um, I think of her life as a love letter from Christ, you Mm -hmm. know, to me, that her life ministered to me so much more than just her words, you know, it was her actions. Um, One of my greatest memories as a child, I remember we would, we didn't have a lot financially. And so um, I remember we didn't have a Christmas tree one year um, (laughs) for Christmas. We didn't even have a Christmas tree. And she was like, we need to make dinner for this family in need. So we had to take dinner to some other family in need, but yet we didn't have a Christmas tree and we barely had enough food for ourselves. So she was always thinking of others that, you Mm. know, there's always someone else that is more worse off than you. So we don't ever stop serving. You know, we are, we are not victims of our circumstance. We have opportunities to serve no matter where we are in life. So yes. That just, was the just, word that just came to mind to me was that mm-hmm. your, your um, dad walked out, but your mom never saw herself as a victim. Absolutely. She That's- was, you know, was never thinking about herself and constantly putting other people first. And what... Yeah a life lesson to show you how to respond when you are hurt or wounded or whatever the case might be or whatever circumstance you find your yourself in that you could you know dig a hole and just sit in it and she did not do that yes yes and even that in the midst of whatever that season in is um that there's purpose in that so i mean i think of you know, you mentioned I'm a breast cancer survivor. I remember when I heard that diagnosis, um, my response to that was partly because of seeing my mom respond to suffering in her life, you mm-hmm. know, was that Christ is with us, you know, no matter what, he will never leave me or forsake me, that I will not be alone in the midst of this, and that... Um, there can even be joy in the midst of pain, you know, and so um, his presence, I, I experienced his presence as a child so powerful because of her inviting him into every situation we were in, whether it be joyful, whether it be sad, whether it be painful. Um, I remember her saying, God gave you all of those emotions, you take them to him. You know, oh, wow. and that's how we build our relationship with the Lord is that you wrestle with him. If you're struggling, if you have doubts, if you have fears, if you have whatever, take them to the Lord. That is, that is 
that is the thing that she has taught me that I've over and over, I remember in college, uh, you know, phone calls from her saying, take it to the Lord. Have you been with the Lord on this? Or um, just, you know, even as I grow older, I would do it myself. But um, even teaching my daughter I, now, it's just like, well, have we prayed about this first? Let's, let's go to the Lord about this and not do this in our own strengths because he had revealed or my mom, because of her example, revealed to me that um, that he will never leave you or forsake you, and he's with you in all things, and it's only in his strength that you can do um, what he's called us to do, all of us. That is so, so true, and uh, your mom is just a remarkable woman, and I've so enjoyed the times that I've been able to be around her, um, and just watching you two together <laughs> is so precious. Um, so tell us a little bit about the relationship you had with your mom as a child and then how that has transformed into uh, an adult relationship today. Well, I think um, mom would um, describe, my sister and I are obviously very different. Um, she says that um, Kim is, is, my sister is such an encourager. She is a giver. She is, uh, that, you know, that part of my mom is such a, is a giver. And so she kind of got that side of her. Now I, on the other hand, um, was, could be very stubborn as a teenager. Um, mom used to say I could argue with a signpost. So <laughs> that, that was good. Um, so I got that strong side of that, um, independent single mom, you know, some of those pros that can come with that, but that also needs to be tempered at times. So, so mom knows that when she and I talk, she's going to hear truth. You know, I'm going to tell her <laughs> that outfit does not look good, or you need to stop that. Or she knows that I'll just tell her honestly, um, how I feel, which she has, um, she says that, you know, that, that inspires her, you know, to, to make decisions that are, um, hopefully wise. And, um, but, for me, I, I think with her, I have always gone to her for wisdom. Um, I know it's a safe place. I know that I can be there um, with her and be vulnerable and tell her how I really feel. And she she will, in her loving, gracious way, um, respond and let me know her thoughts. Um, I probably come across a little more harsh so she can soften that for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, my sister does not. My sister is definitely the... Um, encourager and and uplifter um so anyway but i i i love i go to her now for wisdom with things i just one of the things that i most that i cherish the most now especially with the pandemic is just hearing her voice on the phone and just calling and seeing how she's doing my mom is an incredible listener she um is so wise she's so um she's not quick to speak she will listen first and then she will offer wisdom. So I feel like, like she's even participated in some of the Bible studies in our home with some of my friends. So she comes in as the, the, the wise one. And, um, I notice when she speaks, people listen to her because, um, people will seek her out mm. for wisdom. And, um, I, to think that I got to grow up in a home with her is such a privilege and such a gift. Um, because I remember we lived in a, small little tiny um, apartment but yet we would have friends who lived in these huge you know country club houses that would end up at our house sitting there talking to my mom because they had struggles in their life you Uh. know because they knew she would give them wisdom so 
um, our relationship today is, is exactly that. When I have struggles, I go to her and, um, you know, ask her opinion on things or, I mean, I've sent her stuff to edit that I write. I've sent her stuff like, am I going too harsh here? Can you soften that? Or is this the right thing I need to be doing? And so anyway, I definitely respect her in that role. Um, and, and so grateful that, that we still have that time to do that, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. Well, as you were talking, I was um, thinking and I found this verse that kind of speaks to a lot about probably what was in your mom's heart when she was bound and determined not to um, go into the pit of despair and and teach you girls everything she knew and everything she was going to, to learn even more about Christ. And it's 2 Thessalonians 3. Um, starting with verse three, but the Lord is faithful. He will establish you and guard you against the evil one. And we have confidence in the Lord about you, that you are doing and will do the things that we command. May the Lord direct your hearts to the love of God and to the steadfastness of Christ. And that is to me, when I see your mom, that to me is her heart that she had the confidence that the Lord was faithful. He was not going to leave her or forsake her or leave her girls or forsake them, that she was going to stand in the gap for you two. And she was going to pray against the evil one in your lives. She was going to um, pour into you the confidence that she knew that you would have in Christ and that she would, um, Pray that the Lord would direct your hearts to the love of God and to the steadfastness of Christ. And on this end, she has done that. She is an amazing, an amazing woman. And um, I love her (laughs) so much. I love being around her when you invite me to be at, you know, different events where she is. And I just love soaking up who Miss Judy is. She's just so, so sweet. Um, well, I have another... That's the truth. We didn't even say her name. Yes, Judy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Miss Judy. We love Miss Judy. Mama Um Well, you have a daughter, Abigail. Yes. And yes. I've watched you with her. I have listened to your heart as you want to be the mom that God has intended for you to be. So I would like to hear some of those um, unique character qualities and traits that you were trying to instill into your own daughter um, that were so pertinent and important in your life with your mom. Mm-hmm. Well, I um, like I mentioned before, I think one of the major things that I, I the first things I say to Abigail is go to God first. Um, I remember as a child, which you'll remember the story, um, when we were potty training Abigail and we had always taught her to, um, you know, that, you know, mom and dad may not always be here, but the Lord will never leave you or forsake you. Never. Um, because we always wanted her to cling to him first. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so, um, in a situation where she was potty training, she had reached out for Dan to, to help her, um, uh, wrap things up one, you know, uh, day. And, um, 
she kept going, Dad, Dad, and he never came, and he didn't hear her. He was in the office, and he did not hear her, and then finally, um, the third call, I could hear her upstairs, and she finally went, Jesus, and so she called Jesus to, to help her um, <laughs> during potty training, wrapping things up there, and so that was just so telling for me as a mom that, yes, she knows that she can call on Jesus, and sometimes he comes in the form of dad to help her out. And so that's um, what happened with that scenario. But we have always said to go to God with everything and that he will never. Um, I mean, like I said, I remember mom telling me that God's given you all these emotions, whether it be happiness, sad, fear, anger. Um, take them to the Lord. He can handle it. You know, he can handle it. He created you. He gave you that. And that's what helps build that relationship with him. Um and just to, to be your complete self with him. Do not hide anything from him. He already knows it anyway. So to do life with him and that you don't have to do life alone. And um, I love what you said, Melanie, about mom being steadfast. Um, just to be, um, be true to that, unwavering, you know. Um, that's one beautiful thing I think of her. And so in our relationship with Abigail and teaching her that, you know, your relationship with God is not something you just grab, you know, when you're in trouble, you know? Right. It's something that remains daily. It's a daily practice. It's a, um, and it doesn't have to be dull or boring, you know? It can be crazy and fun. We have worship nights at our home where we dance and do crazy things. We have, you know, um, art, creativity. You talked about that at the beginning. Mm -hmm. I used to think that being a Christian meant you know, or being in ministry meant that you had to be a pastor, you had to be a leader, you had to be a Bible study teacher, you had to be one of these things. And while all of those are wonderful things, God uses creativity to minister. And and so our daughter's a very creative young lady. And so we're trying to encourage her to use that for the sake of the kingdom, you know, use that for the sake of transforming lives. You can move people through art, through writing, yes. through music through whatever it may be and so um and that's a wonderful gift that god has given you and entrusted you with so to use that for his glory so whatever it may be um to not let man tell you it can't be used if god has anointed you and called you and purposed you in that role then you cling to him and pursue him diligently steadfastly unwavering and allow him to be glorified through your life and your gifting. Yes, that is so true. And that is how you build confidence in your children through Christ. It's not just building self-esteem. Um, self-esteem has become a buzzword for, you know, just just knowing how good you are at something or, or all that stuff. But it's who you are in Christ that makes the difference in the confidence that you have. It's not an arrogance. It is a, a humble surrender to him to complete what he's begun in you with the gifts and abilities he's given you um, right. to, to worship him, to bring him glory. Um, that is That is so amazing. I know with my own mom that I didn't even recognize this until after I was married but that my mom instilled in me the understanding of hospitality. That oh, yeah. is something we are commanded to do in Scripture, is to be hospitable to one another. And my mom always, always was having people 
in our home, um, you know, on the weekends, after church on Sunday evenings. Um, during the week, she would entertain, even if my dad was training a new salesman and he, the new person had come to town. People were always in our home and they saw us together. They ate a meal around the table. We prayed together and it was just, it was a beautiful thing, but I didn't really appreciate that until I got older and was doing the same thing without even recognizing that it was my mom that started that in me. Um, and I just, I love her for that. I hate that, I, you know, there were times I didn't get to tell her that I appreciated that in her life, but, um, you know, no what a legacy. What I know, a legacy. I know. So um, I, I wanted to kind of uh, kind of close this out a little bit, but I know that since this is going to air on Mother's Day, I thought it would be neat if you wanted to say something specific to your mom um, to let her remember this day and, and how you have just um, just talked so well about her and how much you love her. Uh, wow. I, I am just so grateful that God gave me you, Mom. Um, I thank you for the greatest gift you have given me, which is showing me what a life with Christ looks like, um, for giving me uh, the greatest gift of unconditional love and encouragement um, outside of my relationship with the Lord. It's one of the most precious relationships in my life. And I'm just so grateful for the sacrifices you've made, Mom, for the encouragement you've given and the wisdom that you have offered, not only to me, but to my sister, to many of our friends and family, and now our kids. It's so great that they get to experience life with you. And I'm just so grateful. God gave us the gift of you, Mom, and I just love you so much. Oh, that is so sweet. Uh, I love you too, Miss Judy. Just want to let you know. (laughs) Um, if I had to choose another verse that would um, epitomize your mom and even yourself, Laura, as a, as a mom and as a good friend, um, Proverbs 31, you know, just gives us all kinds of things to glean from as to a woman who fears the Lord. But if we could cling to just verse 26, which says, she opens her mouth with wisdom and the teaching of kindness is on her tongue. Absolutely. Those are two things that I pray for seriously and have questioned myself many times in the uh, art of mothering, um, how there have been times I did not open my mouth with wisdom and many times where I have spoken words that were not kind. And, you know, there are many moms out there that are second-guessing themselves that are beating themselves up because of things they've said or the way they've behaved. And, you know, um, but we can always come to the foot of the cross and ask for forgiveness and um, start a new slate. We can, we can go to our kids and ask them for forgiveness for things we've said or the way we've treated them and start anew. Um, that is just what, you know, I love about being a child of the King is being able to come before him and being able to get up and walk away with 
a renewal and a, just taking a deep breath and saying, okay, I'm starting the next moment over. Lord, give me wisdom and help me to speak with kindness. It's Those are two powerful things that remind me of Christ. And when you look at Christ himself and how much he loved his mother, even from the cross in his suffering, looking for, for ways for her to be cared for, um, and calling out John to be um, her son, the one to take care of her when he was gone and not with her physically in life anymore. Um, we have so much to glean from, from just the Word of God. And I just um, want to close out this morning, if you don't mind, first thanking you for being here, because this has just been awesome. I love you, sweet sister. Um, I appreciate your friendship and um, just your encouragement in my life. And I want us to pray for the moms out there. And even if you're not a mom, look for those who you can use your nurturing skills with because God calls all of us to be disciples and then to disciple others and mentor younger women. Um, He gives us that privilege to do so. So, if um, there, would you like to say anything else before we close in prayer? I, I just I, exactly what you said that no matter what, for those moms out there, or just anyone, cling to your relationship with Christ um, because people are watching. Your kids are watching. Um, your coworkers, your just people that you are, are you know encounter daily are watching, and they're learning what it's like to do life with a loving Savior. Um, and if you, you know, if you love Jesus, they're going to learn to love him too. And so, um, I would just encourage you in that. And, um, also exactly what you said. I just wanted to say too, my mom wrote in my Bible when I went away to college, um, Proverbs three, five, and six, which has really been a verse that has encouraged me is to just trust in the Lord with all your heart and all your understanding and all your ways submit to him and he will make your path straight. Just yielding to God, trusting him with your life, it's its the best decision you could ever make because the reality is you can't do it alone. Oh. And um, so I just, I would just encourage whoever's listening out there, if you're at the end of your rope, if you're just unsure of what to do, consider this, um, the Lord reaching out to you and saying, you just call out to Jesus, he's there. And he wants and desires a relationship with you. Amen. That is just um, powerful words. And I just want people to be encouraged today that even though we're celebrating on Sunday, uh, Mother's Day, it is our first, our first lesson to learn for ourselves is to go to God first. And our lesson to teach those around us is to do the same. And that's how we live real. So let's go to the Lord in prayer and we will close out today. That's great. Heavenly Father, thank you so much. Number one, for the gift of your son, Jesus Christ. Because without him, we would not have um, you to run to. And we thank you, Father, for that bridge uh, that crosses the great divide and that your son provided that way for us to come to you with everything on our hearts, with how we're living, with um, our children, with our spouses, with everything that we deal with each and every day. 
And Father, we thank you and just uh, praise you for the gift of moms. Lord, what a privilege it is to be one and what a privilege it is to have one. God, we um, just honor them today. We, We just want to love them, to tell them how much we appreciate them in in ways that maybe we haven't before, especially if they're still here with us, Lord. Help us to not take them for granted and to speak life into them because of how they've spoken life into us. Father, I thank you for Laura. I thank you for the way in which she has impacted so many lives today by just our conversation and talking about her own mom. I thank you for Miss Judy. I thank you for um, her desire, Father, to be the best mom that she could possibly be, but understanding that she couldn't be that without you in her life. I thank you for her, her prayers, especially those on her knees and those of surrendering everything to you and trusting you with all of her heart so that she could teach her daughters how to do the same. God, I thank you for today, and I just pray for each and every um, mom and dad that are listening to this podcast that we are going before you, first of all, in prayer to be filled with your Holy Spirit and to do life with you. We love you, God. We love you with all of our hearts, with all of our souls, and with all of our minds. And we give you praise and honor and glory. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, thanks, Laura. Um, And thank you to all of you who've been listening to the podcast today. We are so thrilled that you've joined us. And um, we just, again, ask that if you want more information about Living Real, that you go to our website, livingrealmag.com, and check it out. Again, we say um, goodbye to you and hope to... Um, have you join us on the next one. See you later. Well, that's a wrap, you guys. I pray today's conversation has encouraged you, challenged you, and most of all, pointed you to the source of our faith, Jesus. If you would like to know more about Living Real Magazine, please visit our website at livingrealmag.com and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Living Real Mag. And until next time, remember, let's keep it real for Jesus' sake.